Session 21, part one. Let's talk again about Maldic and third density experience. Let's go. All right, quick refresher from the previous videos. Remember that Don was still asking about the third density experience at the beginning, even the transition between second and third density. So we're gonna continue on that line of questioning. I also included Maldic um, questions that were excluded from the original, but because it's available, I just threw it in there. And I think it's just cool to uh, talk about that too. So uh, we're gonna go with the first question that Don has. And this one is actually something that I, uh, I thought about including it because it's one of those that it's not that relevant, I would say, but I said, eh, why not? I'm gonna put it in. It's just information about the raw contact and so on. So um, let's go to the first question that Don said in session 21. He said, the first question is, would the future content of this book be affected in any way if the instrument reads the material we have already obtained? Process the future as you measure in time space communications, which we offer through this instrument have no connection with the instrument's mind complex. This is due to two things. First, the fidelity of the instrument in dedicating its will to the service of the infinite creator. Secondly, the distortion understanding of our social memory complex that the most efficient way to communicate material with as little distortion as possible given the necessity of the use of sound vibration complexes is to remove the conscious mind complex from the spirit mind body complex so that we may communicate without reference to any instrument orientation. That's a lot of complexity in that answer. Um, so two things. Um, the question is if Carla can read the material and it's not going to affect the communication. The thing is that because Carla was completely unconscious, if you remember, her state of trance was complete, as opposed to the regular uh, channelings that she did before and after. She never did a contact like this or channeling like this. And because she was unconscious, there was no orientation, like they said at the end, that could influence the material itself. So she could read anything and not uh, influence the um, uh, the channeling itself, the information be channel being channeled through her. Now, in other types of channeling, this can be an issue, uh, not an issue. But it, it could be, it is something that the person has a certain, it's usually religious biases that they, uh, they simply say they talk about God or Jesus or something like that because the images that are evoked are of those that they are familiar with in their religion or spiritual belief in general. So um, I think that's, um, that, that's what Don was trying to ask because he was familiar with that kind of interference, uh, if you will. So, with that, it's just that they say that, well, first of all, her uh, her will and uh, desire to serve the creator was so big. And they always mentioned that, that that was the first thing they said. And second is that um, the way they removed, which is amazing, they were talking about why she was in that state of trance. Um, so they removed the, uh, like their conscious mind was it is to remove the conscious mind, yeah, complex, 
from the spirit mind by complex so basically the conscious mind was what they removed and um yeah she was i think in other sessions they talk about like she's she was there with them uh somehow but um there was uh there was no recollection of memories from carla of anything that happened she just went into like a deep sleep and woke up afterwards so i thought it was cool to share that stuff there's another cool question that don asked about this because i asked myself this when i was reading it a little appendix to this do you use your vocabulary or the instrument's vocabulary to communicate with us Ross says, we use the vocabulary of the language with which you are familiar. This is not the instrument's vocabulary. However, this particular mind-body-spirit complex retains the use of a sufficiently large number of sound vibration complexes that the distinction is often without any importance. So it's a good question because sometimes I ask, where does this language come from? But Ra speaks English, basically. And uh, there's also... Um, that Carla has a very good, because she was a librarian and she was just uh, very intellectual. Uh, her books, when you read them, you can see how intellectual she was in the way she uh, she wrote. And it was, uh, she had a very good vocabulary, which Ra uh, admired too or mentioned. So uh, that's it. I, I remember asking myself this question when I was reading the material and I said, well, let me include that there. All right, let's go to the meat and bones of this video. Um, I'm also skipping, uh, let me go back to my beautiful face. Um, I'm skipping a couple of questions about Andrija Pucharic, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, probably not, his name. This is a friend that would go visit them sometimes and they wanted to include them, so that's why I make a jump of two or three questions. It's from 21.2 to 21.5. I don't know, I just like being thorough. Don't. Don't judge me. All right, so don't ask. Well, now we'll get back to the business at hand of doing the book. I want, as we covered this early part of the 75,000 year cycle, I would like to go back a little bit, quite some distance perhaps, before the 75,000 years occurred and take one more look at the transfer of entities from Maldek to clear up this point. I would like to check the time that you gave us because we had some distortions in numbers back in the early part of this, and I'm afraid this might be distorted. These entities from Maldek were transferred how many years ago? Ross says, the entities of which you speak underwent several transitions, the first occurring 500,000 of your years approximately in your past as you measure time. At this time, the entities were transformed into a knot. This continued for what you would call eons of your time. Those aiding them were repeatedly unable to reach them. All right, let me make a pause here for those who haven't checked out, um, I believe it's session six or 10. Uh, we talk about Maldek, maybe both. I don't know, it might be, might be none of them. <laughs> um, but Maldek was a planet that was between Mars or the current orbit of Mars and Jupiter. This planet exploded because of Long story short, their population was very belligerent and they got into a war, destroyed their planet. And this is why Ra is making reference that they were tied into a nut because once um, the planet exploded, remember they are the planets, the planet exploded, they became completely dissolved, well, not completely, but very much dissolved into a, a knot of confusion. So uh, that's what they're talking about here. And Don just wants to clarify the, 
the time when this happened or when this transfer happened actually so let's continue reading so 500,000 years ago all right Ra continues at a period approximately 200,000 years in your past as you measure time a confederation entity was able to begin to relax this knot from which none had escaped during planetary annihilation these entities then were transformed again into the inner or time-space dimensions and underwent a lengthy process of healing. When this was accomplished, these entities were then able to determine the appropriate movement, shall we say, in order to set up conditions for alleviation of the consequences of their actions. Which actually means that after 300,000 years of that, there's also um, a discrepancy between the dates they give here and the dates they give, I believe, in uh, session 10. And it has to do with the 500,000 years. But regardless, what happened was uh, of the date is that after they destroyed the planet, they, um, they had to go under some serious healing. I mean, just imagine waking up to your true reality, which is time space, your essence, your your stream of soul, and realizing that you just lost your planet. So <laughs> that must be a shock. So again, uh, I'm not sure how much how relevant it is the 300,000 year or more because they're in time space. Uh, but in any case, this is something that um, that happened. Maybe it doesn't go further. I don't know. I have questions about but these are just my questions, not nothing about this. Um, but yeah, after that, they couldn't get reached. Uh, what happened was that the Confederation tried to reach them. The uh, this knot of fear that they became, this this dissolution of souls, and they couldn't reach them until they themselves kind of like put themselves together, and then the Confederation started reaching them. So um, just to help them out in. Um, in order to for them to alleviate their conditions of the karma that they generated so let's go let's continue process at a time 46,000 of your years in your past as you measure time this being approximate these entities chose incarnation within the planetary sphere that would be planet earth they decided to come here and alleviate their karma that way um, we talked about this in the other sessions which is they they decided to come here in a bigfoot basically it's uh, <laughs> rod doesn't like that term but that's what how we know them uh the uh, stealthy bigfoot so that's um that's how they incarnated here so they could not have access to uh, third density tools or equipment basically so they decided to do that too it wasn't like the confederation imposed that on them it was their decision after how many thousands of years of reflection and so on so we'll see um don says in the next question i see then no incarnation occurred before this master 75,000 year cycle of maldic entities correct ra says this is correct in the sense of incarnation in third density time space uh space time maybe um rob meant to say and let's see what don says were there any of these entities then incarnated in second density before the 75,000 year cycle? Good question. Ra says this is incorrect. These particular entities were incarnated in time space third density, that is, the so called inner planes, undergoing the process of healing and approaching realization of their action. Um, okay, so Don is asking if they incarnated here 
before the 75,000 year cycle? And Ra said, no, they were incarnated in third density time space, which is the, uh, the reverse of space time uh, in actually our true reality, not this physical form. So um, that's where our essence basically is. And from there, we, uh, we incarnate here and we, it's almost like we have this puppet that is us and has the ego and all this stuff. Oh my God, we can go on, on a tangent here, but um, they were incarnated in time space there, realizing uh, the consequences of their actions and so on. So they were there in time space, but then they decided to incarnate here 46,000 years ago. So Don's gonna ask another question saying, so at the start of this 75,000 year cycle, we know that the quarantine was set up I am assuming then that the Guardians were aware of the infringements on free will that would occur if they didn't set this up at that time and therefore did it. This Is this correct? Process. This is partially incorrect. The incorrectness is as follows. Those entities whose third density experience upon your red planet was brought to a close prematurely were aided genetically while being transferred to this third density. This, although done in a desire to aid, was seen as infringement upon free will. The light quarantine, which consists of the guardians or gardeners, as you may call them, which would have been in effect, thus was intensified. Quarantine is the, um, the light barrier that they created here on Earth for third density experience. And because of this transfer, uh, Don's question is if they were aware of the um, of transferring them here, that they were going to. Uh, let me go back to read the question. It was a little bit. Um, it says, eh, "We know the quarantine was set up. I'm assuming then that the guardians were aware of the infringements on free will that would occur if they didn't set this up, setting up the quarantine. But it wasn't that way. Is what Ra is saying." They're saying that it was because they were genetically modified, those entities from Mars uh, that were brought here. Um, they, they, had to, um, they had to change genetically who they were. Remember, they were already going or undergoing third density experience and because of, again, belligerent behavior, um, they uh, render their planets uninhabitable. So they had to be transferred here. So that's that was Yahweh, as we know already from session 18 and uh, before that they were transferred here. So this genetically uh, modified organism, GMO Martians, where the reason why they had to intensify the quarantine, because even though they did it for a good goodwill, I guess, a uh, good reason, you know, and a desire to serve those entities, it was seen as an infringement of free will. So the quarantine, the light quarantine had to be intensified. All right, now let's go to another part of this uh, line of questions, I believe. And Don says, now, when the 75,000 year cycle started, the lifespan was approximately 900 years average. What was the process and scheduling of mechanisms, shall I say, of reincarnation at that time? And how did the time in between incarnations into third density physical apply to the growth of the mind-body-spirit complex? Ra says, this query is more complex than most, and I agree. We shall begin. 
The incarnation patterns of the beginning, third density, mind, body, spirit complex begins in darkness. For you may think or consider of your density as one of, as you may say, a sleep and a forgetting. This is the only plane of forgetting. It is necessary for the third density entity to forget so that the mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individuated consciousness complex. And this is the controversial uh, topic that a lot of people don't like. They always say, why did I have to go through a forgetting? I want to remember who I was. I want to remember my previous incarnations and all that jazz. And the reality is that for this third density to work the way it does for polarizing ourselves towards whichever uh, end we want to, it needs to be uh, a forgetting. So we cross a veil. This veil is only available or exists in third density. So this is the only experience in the whole universe where we forget who we are. Truly, the soul stream, as they call it, is the database of information that we have from our previous incarnations. And also, without veil, we know uh, our connection with the creator and the rest of the universe and all the different densities of consciousness. So if we were to know that here, things would be very different. And I know that people usually say, well, then I wouldn't be suffering too much. But um, as the Buddhists have been want of saying, this is the plane of suffering. If you decide to do it, of course, you can always take the uh, the Zen way or uh, just Eastern philosophy. So you don't have to suffer, but then that means no pleasures. So <laughs> um, that's uh, that's our choice. All right, let's move on. There's there's much more to talk about here than Ra saying. So Ra continues. Thus, the beginning entity is one in all innocence oriented towards animalistic behavior using other selves only as extensions of self for the preservation of the all self. The entity becomes slowly aware that it has needs, shall we say, that are not animalistic. That is, that are useless for survival. These needs include the need for companionship, the need for laughter, the need for beauty, the need to know the universe about it. These are the beginning needs. This is beautiful, actually. Puts a lot into context about who we are and what we're supposed to seek here. When you remember that we came from um, second density beings, animals, say, or plants, uh, doesn't matter. Let's just talk about animals because we can relate more about this animal body or um, half animal, half uh, God body. Individual consciousness. I don't like the word God used in that context, but... The point is that they, um, the need is first, it starts with this animalistic behavior because that's who we are. This is again, you know, going back to, um, to Don's question, like how this, this works in the first cycle of this master cycle where they move uh, in, in their experience and their learning. So rise explaining all that. Again, the, the thing is that they use in essence, the um, the experience to start looking for things that obviously their mind is capable of doing and they start exploring things that are useless for survival. If you remember, animals are just there for survival. That's just their um, their state of being. They, they start learning a lot more and that's how they uh, progress into third density. But uh, these are the things and I think it's beautiful for us to know because this we're still trying to learn this guy included 
this guy especially the need for laughter uh, companionship the need for beauty the need to know the universe about it these things believe it or not uh, it's still kind of complex for us it's it's, uh, it's a weird experience for us to live especially in this world right now where everything thrown at us is negativity apparent negativity illusory uh, negativity but that's just how um, we we perceive this. Plus, we have so many biases and so on. So, even though um, we have we're at the end of the master cycle, uh, we are still looking into these basic needs for third density experience. Anyhow, let's go on with the rest of the question. Well, the answer Ra says: as the incarnations begin to accumulate, further needs are discovered. The need to trade, the need to love, the need to be loved, the need to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. Indeed. Ra says, again, during the first portion of third density cycles, incarnations are automatic and occur rapidly upon the cessation of energy complex of the physical vehicle. There is small need to review or to heal the experiences of the incarnation. As what you would call the energy centers begin to be activated to a higher extent, more of the content of experience during incarnation deals with lessons of love. The creative principle, love. Okay, so um, as we progress, we start looking into, let me say, more advanced, uh, maybe Ross said it and I'm just repeating it, um, I don't know, more advanced uh, ways of exploring this third density which is the the need to be loved and uh, loved and love of course trade and other stuff this is all things that we can do and that animals can do so that's the progression i suppose and there's also the um, uh, as the energy centers are activated they um the complexity of our beingness starts getting more intricate so we need more time between incarnations but Ra is saying that uh, at the beginning there is no need or not much need for healing and um, and review of our previous lives because we're still pretty young say uh, we're still babies in in this uh, third density experience we don't know much so it's just and it goes automatic too so um, that's um, that's it I think I covered that pretty well that's uh um oh of course yeah and as we start activating more you know our energy centers then our seeking goes more towards love which is where everybody is in this planet at this point or the vast majority of course so good to consider that that's that's our purpose and that's our maximum say um advancement here so let's finish up with last part of ra's uh, answer and says thus the time as you may understand it between incarnations is lengthened to give appropriate attention to the review and the healing of experiences of the previous incarnation at some point in third density the green ray energy center becomes activated and at that point incarnation ceases to be automatic so like i said that's what happens after a couple of lifetimes you start reviewing and healing more whatever you did in uh, the previous lives and it's important to know that at the beginning there's not much going on and that's why it's so automatic that um, entities just reincarnate but after uh, the green ray is activated and this automation stops and that's the next question that we're gonna go to 
where Don, very perceptive, says, when incarnation ceases to become automatic, I am assuming that the entity can decide when he needs to reincarnate for the benefit of his own learning. Does he also select his parents? Process, this is correct. Last question from Don that I have for this video. He says, at this time in our cycle, near the end, what percentage of the entities approximately incarnating are making their own choices? Ra said, the approximate percentage is 54%. Remember that this was 1981, so just a little over half of the planet were doing their own um, incarnation or planning their own incarnation. After that, I was actually born in 1982, so I don't know. Maybe I increased that percentage. Maybe I am from Maldic, who knows? Uh, but the thing is that 54% um, of the planet was doing. Now, I'm just gonna say that, oh, and the other thing before I forget was that yes, after yeah, you start choosing your parents, once you, you activate your, your heart chakra, your green ray energy center. Now, what happens is that in the early third density experience, as we progress and we have experiences, we start activating those energy centers. You know, these ones are just um, not automatic, but they're pretty uh, simple and basic. So we activate them from the bottom to the top. And as we have more, uh, I would say the complexity of this or the difficulty would be in yellow ray activation, which is the service to others or self path, and then the green ray. Uh, so once you do that, then you can select your parents. For some reason, those are the rules of the game. I don't know why, but that's it. And yeah, the, just to go into the last question was that approximately 54% of, of people were actually doing this in 1981. All right, for conclusions now. Taking from this that 54% of the population was doing it, I was going to extrapolate that we know that there has been an, a heavy influx of uh, wanderers, starseeds, uh, whatever you want to call them, that are they're coming here. All of those have green ray activation. So uh, that means that they selected their parents. If they're wanderers, they have to come from um, from a higher state, obviously, from either Ford, mostly from sixth, but um, could be from fourth, rarely from fifth, if memory serves. So um, just to know that it's, uh, it's a cool thing to know that we might have selected our parents. That alleviates a lot of the question that people have because they have dysfunctional families or as we all go through, our childhood had some sort of trauma that we attribute to our parents and brothers to. So all of this was planned and it serves a purpose. Just remember that um, we are here to know ourselves through the experiences that we have. This whole thing is an illusion. This whole reality is an illusion. What we think is real is an illusion because everything is made of energy. And that energy is simply manifested in this way for us to have an experience. Because of the veil of forgetting, it's even more an illusion. We are not who we think we are. This allows the ego to be fed to the point that we tend to believe who we are because of what other people say about us, what the environment says about us. So, we don't get into philosophical here. The point is that uh, we, we know this. We know that we are not this. And um, the more we know about our, our origins or our 
shall I say, nature, our own nature, not nature as we know here, because again, this is all a beautiful illusion. It's still real, but it's not representative of who we, we are uh, inside. And the other thing is to know that going back to the material at the beginning where they talk about third density experience and the purpose of our experiences as we go through with catalysts and so on is to actually enjoy life, see the beauty in everything, wonder about the universe and the creator. Um, this is something that we should all be doing because first of all, it's free. Second, it only takes imagination. And thirdly, because that's actually what is required here, that you have some sort of belief system where you believe in a creation. One thing that I'll let you um, uh, ponder on, and it's just one of my thoughts when, whenever I try to get, I know it's difficult because once we get back to our lives, things start becoming, um, I would say more, um, more mundane. But when, when we can sit down and meditate or contemplate and think that the creator is basically me, I'm talking to myself right now and you are listening to yourself. So we are the creator. We, knowing that the creator made this out of love, we should see everything with love because we are the creator. If not, which is fine, doesn't mean that we have to. Uh, we have other lifetimes to reincarnate and see things lovingly. Um, but that's, that's exactly what we need to do. It's, um, there is no other way around. We have to see the creation with love. And that includes all the nasty things that are portrayed there by those who control the narrative of this so-called society, which is not a society. It's a dysfunctional society, if anything. But um, I think it's just a huge catalyst for us to continue to accept ourselves, to know more ourselves. And um, I would finish with that, that last advice. Anything that happens to you, any experience is catalyst that if it causes some emotional um, disturbance in you, doesn't have to be positive or negative or, um, I don't know, ecstasy or depressing. Whenever an experience causes an emotional reaction in you that is catalyst that is available for you to know yourself more and to learn more about yourself and ultimately accept yourself and become the creator so that's it it's all my conclusions for this uh next time we're going to continue talking about the rest of the first uh cycle in third density and we're going to talk a little bit about lemuria too there is a couple of parts there a little bit of orion too so it's going to be a little mix but it's going to be fun. Part two, session 21. I'll see you then.